Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Kurdamus, and we're here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. Today, I want to share with you a little bit more of the details about my story when I first started out as a teacher, some of the mistakes I made, some of the lessons I learned, and how I think that the story will be helpful for you. If you've been listening to the podcast long, you've heard me share bits and pieces of my own experience, my own story, but I've never actually sat down and kind of shared uh, the whole thing. Well, the whole story would take too long, but the story, the main parts of the story all at once. And so I'm really excited to share that with you today. So I guess my teaching story begins as a kid or as a teen. And in that, I would say I always wanted to be a teacher. Now, I don't know if that's actually true, but from as far back as I can remember, I really wanted to be a teacher. And this came into clearer focus as I got older in high school, where I would always be tutoring my friends and my classmates. I loved it when they came to me and said, hey, can you help me with my math homework? I was like, sure, let's sit down and do it together. And I would walk them through the steps and they would say, oh, I get it now. And I just loved it. And I remember as a senior, that's when I finally made my decision, yes, I'm going to be a teacher. And I was just so excited about it, so passionate about it. It was really my dream to be a teacher. And I remember going to college, being so excited. You know, you take all your initial classes and it's like, okay. But as soon as I got into those education classes, the more I learned, the more excited I got to be a teacher, right? I just couldn't wait. And I remember doing my student teaching internship. There was actually a school that was like associated with the college that everyone did their internship at. And it was so exciting to finally be in the classroom, to get my feet wet, get a little bit of experience. Um, I actually even got the award for teaching assistant of the year. Why am I telling you all of this? I'm telling you this because I want you to get a picture for how excited I was, how amped I was, how much passion and preparation came into my first year. (laughs) I was very excited. I was all about it. Um, But that didn't mean, as you'll see in a minute in my story, that everything was easy. It really, really wasn't. And there actually should have been some warning signs Um, Now that I look back, I can see them, but I didn't really notice them at the time. One of the warning signs was when I was doing my internship, I really struggled to deal with discipline issues. I, when I say struggled, I meant I, I kind of avoided it a little bit. Now, (laughs) I don't even know how to explain this. The school that I did my internship at was incredibly strict. It was so strict that if a student even said like one thing to a classmate next to them, it was it was supposed to be an automatic detention. And I really felt like it was over the top. <laughs> so I, I struggled to um, to enforce that policy. And what also happened then is because it was so strict and because the teacher was normally in the room during the internship, I didn't really have to deal with a lot. They were pretty good. The students were the majority of the time. And when I did have to deal with something, a little bit went a long way. I mean, I remember um, this one incident where there was a time where we had some time where 
the teacher was not in the room and it was just us. And my one teacher was also the dean of students, my one advisory teacher. And the one day he was just like, I have to do something. I trust you to teach my class. So I was teaching the class by myself. And some of the students, I remember, were like messing around with chalk. Like one of the kids went to the board and brought the chalk back and was like writing on another student uh, messing around. And I remember being so proud of myself that I like noticed what was happening and I like went over there and I like held out my hand, like, give me the chalk, gave me the chalk. And I was like patting myself on the back, like I dealt with the discipline issue. And now I'm looking back and just like, oh my goodness, like I didn't really, (laughs) I didn't really deal with stuff. I was not prepared. I did not get enough experience dealing with issues. And that really, really carried over when I started my first classroom. So speaking of which, I got my first teaching job at a Christian school in Ohio teaching middle school math. I was so excited. And when I started, it's really interesting because I was super prepared in some areas. I was really organized. I had every minute planned with the first few um, weeks of school. I was really good at teaching the content. Those are the areas I had down. And I think... My preparedness in those made me a little overconfident, actually, uh, because I did not have a plan for how I was going to deal with misbehavior. I just completely neglected to prepare for that area. And part of the reason that this happened was that my school where I did my internship was so strict, I knew I didn't want to be like that. So I was kind of reacting against that. But what I should have done then is think through, well, what do I want to do? And I just didn't. And I think it was a combination of just, you know, busyness, inexperience, didn't realize how important it was to do it. And also just my personality. I hate dealing with stuff like that. I hate disciplining. I hate correcting. And so by nature of my personality, I think I just avoided it and just hoped that my organization and preparedness would be enough. Honestly, I didn't. I just didn't think it through. I didn't realize how important it was. So anyhow, I showed up first day. Like I said, it was very organized. The first couple days actually went really smoothly. Not a lot went wrong. You know, when kids were a little bit disruptive, I just kind of gave them a look. I think that was my plan is just give looks. <laughs> But a teacher look only will get you so far if there's nothing backing it up. And the students figured that out pretty quickly. So, you know, it wasn't a, probably about a few days in, there was a small misbehavior started creeping in. And I just figured it's not a big deal, right? Remember, I didn't want to hand out a detention for every little talking. So I didn't do a lot. I gave some looks or I just ignored stuff. I ignored little things that honestly, I wish I could ignore. I've said this before. I wish we could just ignore stuff. I wish we could just ignore, you know, students not paying attention, students just wandering around the room, talking to their neighbor. But it didn't work out that way for me. (laughs) As I said, I didn't want to come down too hard and I didn't know what to do. So that's that's what I did. I'd give the look, but I had nothing to back it up. And I just let a lot go. I let way too much go. And I... I hated giving consequences, as I said. This is just kind of funny. It was so bad. Like, I was so scared to give consequences that there came a time where I just had to give, like, my first attention. There was, like, no ifs, ands, or buts. It really needed to happen. I had pushed it off way too – like, I had avoided it. I had, like, as long as I could, and it just had to happen. And I literally had to call, like, my new husband and be like – Tim, I have to give you give this kid a detention. Like, I need you to help me like think through this. I don't even know what I was expecting him to say, but I just like needed to get up my courage to like hand this kid his detention. Anyhow, 
I just was really struggled to deal with stuff when I first started. And so as you can imagine, in this environment where I'm really hesitant to deal with stuff, I'm letting a lot go, I'm giving a look but not backing it up, that it really shouldn't have shocked me, but it did. When in October, my principal, who is a wonderful mentor, called me into his office and said, do you realize what's happening behind your back? And I remember, it's so funny the details of things you remember. I remember thinking, well, stuff shouldn't be happening behind my back. I'm pretty good at like writing on the board and looking at the same time. Like I wouldn't really turn my back completely to the class. I would only like half turn it and I'd keep an eye out. I'm like, there shouldn't be that much happening. I'm keeping a good eye. But I I guess there was. I guess there was a lot happening behind my back and just stories were filtering to him of also stuff happening in front of me. There was the the stuff happening right in front of me was also, if I was being honest, just getting more and more out of control. It was just getting a little crazier, crazier on on every day was getting a little bit worse, a little bit worse. And it was starting to hit a really bad point where my principal had gotten complaints or he'd noticed it had gotten back to him. And so we just remember him telling me, you have to muster every ounce of authority that that you can and rein this in. And I think I like probably had tears welling up in my eyes, but I held it together until I got to my car. And then it was just like all bets were off. I just was bawling. I was like, I don't know what to do. This is so hard. And man, if you're listening to me, to me right now, just a little aside, maybe you're resonating like this is exactly the same struggle I have. Or maybe you're different. Maybe you're like, I'm good. I can correct students, no problem. But I am so unorganized. Or I have trouble with the content. Or I have trouble with parents. I don't know. We all have different struggles. <laughs> we all have struggles are a little bit different. But it's really interesting how God has given each of us strengths, areas where we're naturally like, oh, this is easy. And other areas where it is just really, really hard. And that was my area, was in dealing with issues with classroom management. And so, um, yeah, I it was just so bad. I remember, um, <laughs> it's actually really funny, those classes in that, that first year were just so bad. Um, and it's funny, even years later, this was just like a year or two ago, um, this is, you know, 10 years away from my first year of teaching, and we are in our life group at our church and in walk someone and I'm like, I know that person. And it took me a while to place them. And when I placed her, I was like, she is one of my students from my worst class, my first year of teaching. And she was in the eighth grade class. So I had her that first year. And I never had her again. And I was just so embarrassed. I was thinking <laughs> I was a horrible teacher when you were in my class. It was not pretty. I, I remember I even had to like say something to her like, yeah, that was a really rough year because it was just so embarrassing. Anyhow, it was it was really rough there for a while. But after my principal talked to me, I'm really thankful that he did. It was a really hard thing to hear but him saying that was the wake-up call that I needed to realize, okay, I can't just continue. <laughs> this can't continue the way it is. And we need those wake-up calls sometimes, that moment to say, okay, something has to change. And so I talked to one of my mentors, and she shared an idea with me. And I've shared it here on the podcast. She's the one that gave me the idea, you know, hey, if students are talking, put their name on the board. And then if they keep talking, you give them um, a consequence. And, and we, we came up with a consequence that made sense in our school. And she said, if you walk in the class and there's 10 students talking, you just start writing names on the board. Um, and, 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 and they'll, they'll see and they'll, and they'll get it under control. And I used that system. And it really helped me. It was hard. <laughs> it was really hard implementing that system. I don't want, it was not 
like a night and day boom. Like one day it was horrible, the next day it was great. Not at all. When your students are used to acting a certain way and then you're trying to change it in the middle of the year, it's like trying to turn the Titanic. It is a slow turn. It is like fighting tooth and nail for every little change. And that's exactly what it was like. It was really, really hard. I had major, major pushback. I remember students like arguing and debating with me. And the stupidness is that once again, in my just I use ignorance in the way of just, I didn't know, right? I'm not, I, I just didn't realize. I let them argue with me. I remember letting three or four sixth grade boys stay after class on a regular basis and tell me all the reasons why they thought I wasn't being fair. And I would try to reason with them and explain to them like why this is how I'm doing it and why it matters. Oh my goodness. Looking back, this was such a bad idea. <laughs> You don't have to explain everything to them. They don't they don't have to I I don't I didn't owe them that explanation and I shouldn't have let them stay there and argue with me. That was crazy. Um but my point is even through all of this mess, okay? I was learning. I had to learn the hard way that I shouldn't let them stay back and argue. I had to learn just by experience how to deal with this stuff. But slowly by by slowly and slowly, bit by bit, I gained experience and things started to turn around a little bit. Have the names on the board it was just something for me to do. It was a system. It was a plan. And honestly, Almost any plan is better than no plan because you're ma- you're taking action. You're seeing if it works for you and then you're tweaking it and editing it. And it was making a difference. Slowly by slowly, I was I was making progress. The students were starting to be more controlled. It definitely wasn't getting worse and it was getting slightly better and I was getting more confident. I wasn't so scared to address issues. When something happened, I was starting to deal with it more consistently. Not perfectly, but I was getting better. I wasn't so scared. Um I I was I was becoming more consistent and so that was really valuable. It was not a straight line, though. I remember, I mean, that's another thing to keep in mind is progress is not a straight line. It's not like you're, you know, getting better every day and you never have any, like, backslides. It's it's more of that, you know, you picture like a stock market graph. It's like up and a little down, you know, two steps forward, one step back, three steps forward, two steps back. I mean, it's it's, it's not linear, right? And I do remember another, like, rock bottom moment for me happened in the spring. And it's another whole long story. I don't want to get into it. But basically... I was really frustrated. Students were not completing their work and we'd thought we'd come up with a solution for how to address this. And then I found out last minute that like we were we can't do that solution. It wasn't going to work. And I was just so frustrated again, just like I can't get these students to do their work. Why aren't they doing the work? And there is still, I was still dealing with all the arguing and the, you know, this was my, I feel like my, this was my hardest class. It was my first period class. And I remember at one point in the spring of the year, I was so frustrated. I just didn't feel like I could face my class at that I was, I actually, I was supposed to be monitoring devotions. We would have devotions for all the students in the morning and then we'd have first period class. And I was just like hiding in this back hallway, just bawling my eyes out. I just like needed a minute to just cry and like release all that. I was just like, I cannot face this class. But I did. You know what? I I cried for a little bit. I freaked out a little bit. And then I got up and I went back into that class and I and I was there. And I'm sure it was not the best version of me that there ever was. But you know what? I kept trying. And as I said, I slowly got used to dealing with problems. I slowly got 
a little bit more consistent, a little bit more consistent. I got used to ignoring arguing and my students started getting gradually better and better. And the biggest, the biggest key though, I was building my skills. I was getting better. I was figuring out what worked and what didn't. And that was so important. And I'm so glad that I didn't give up. And just an encouragement for those of you out there, if you're listening to this at the time of the recording, it's summer. So hopefully you can learn from my lessons and avoid some things. But if you find yourself whenever you're listening to this, if you're remembering the story in the middle of the year, struggling to kind of turn things around, don't give up. You are learning. You are growing. Even if your class this year isn't exactly what you want it to be, um, it is making a difference. And what really happened for me, the real kind of hooray, aha moment came the next year. And what it is, is that on the start of my second year, I started day one with my plan. I had tweaked my warning system and I was ready. I was prepared to catch the very first problems and deal with them kindly but consistently right away. I was terrified. I hated it, but I did it. I had learned from my mistakes. I was like, I'm not doing that again. I'm going to start off right on day one. And then I did it and I stayed pretty consistent. Not perfect by any means, but but fairly consistent. And what was really amazing is that I even had some of the same classes. My first year I had, if I'm 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 oversimplifying this, but basically three easy classes and three hard classes. I taught two sections of six, two sections of seven, two sections of eighth, and I had one easier and one harder in each of them. And so I taught sixth, seventh, and eighth grade again the next year. So the sixth graders became the seventh graders, the seventh graders became the eighth graders. So two of my really challenging classes I had again the next year. And you know what? Even with the exact same or mostly same students in those classes, it was still night and day difference because the beginning of school is just this beautiful natural reset, even if you have the same students. And so when I started off right on day one and I was consistent and I dealt with those first issues, they realized pretty quickly like, okay, this is going to be different. You know, this is this is how things are going to be. And it was like all of that work and toil and sweat and tears that I had put into that first year, it just clicked that first week of my second year, coming back and restarting. And it was just a wonderful thing. And I'm not going to say that from then on, everything was a breeze. Of course not. There's always new challenges that come up in teaching. But it was as I said, night and day difference. And I was able to really have the type of classroom that I wanted to have. I was able to build the relationships. We were able to do more fun activities. And honestly, in a lot of my classes, by a few months into the year, I didn't need the warning system anymore. I didn't need all that structure as much. I kept it for my more challenging classes, but I was able to let go of it for some of the others. And we really had a wonderful year. And it really did. It really only got better from there. I hope that this story was helpful for you, just hearing some of my experience and what I went through. I'm sure your story is not exactly the same as mine, uh, but maybe you can find some parallels and kind of see some of those lessons that came out of it and apply them to your situation as well. And, you know, it really is this background, this having to learn so many things the hard way through my own trial and error and the value 
oh my goodness, of a mentor that came in at just the right time and gave me the piece of advice that I really needed. Those are some of the reasons why at Teach for the Heart, we've created a mentorship program that we are so excited um, to share with you and invite you to. And in the mentorship, our goal here is to really cut off that learning curve and really help you out and be able to get you from that place of really struggling to that place of thriving. And like, I feel like I've, you know, got my feet under me and kind of figured this out way more quickly and with so many fewer tears um, than a lot of us had to do had to deal with. So we have a free training that will share some more lessons and some some help with you. And then we'll also explain a little bit more about how the mentorship works. You can get that free training at teachfortheheart.com slash free. That's teachfortheheart.com slash free. Or if you want to sign up right away for the mentorship, you can head to teachfortheheart.com slash mentorship. Let's take a second and pray before we go. Father, thank you so much that you are with us every step of the way. I didn't even hardly mention you in my story, Father, but you were there every moment guiding me. It was you that guided me to be a teacher. It was you that guided me to the right school with the right mentors and an administrator who cared and that guided me to the solutions. And I thank you, Father, that you are there guiding us every step of the way, um, whether we acknowledge it or not. And I pray that you will remind all of us to turn to you more often, to not neglect to ask you for help and ask you for guidance. I pray for every teacher that you will guide them today and this week into the solutions that they need for their classroom. And if our mentorship program will be a blessing and a help to them, I pray that you'll um, pave the way for that to happen, that you'll bring wonderful, uh, regardless, that you will bring wonderful friends and colleagues and mentors into their life to help them and that you will be their strength and guide. Father, thank you so much that you're with us every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys so much for hearing a little bit about our story. We'd love to hear your experiences too and some things that you've learned, how you've learned and grown as a teacher. You can hop over to our Facebook group at teachfortheheart.com slash Facebook uh, to share your story and uh, talk and collaborate with other Christian teachers there. If you'd like the notes for this episode, you can get them at teachfortheheart.com slash 172. That's teachfortheheart.com slash 172. And of course, that free training that will also explain the mentorship is at teachfortheheart.com slash free. Well, thank you guys again so much. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. In the meantime, keep growing, keep trusting. You really are making a difference.